Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome back to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Tractor Girls Talk podcast. I'm joined as ever by my co-host and talent woman skipper Blue Wilson. Blue, thank you very much for joining me as ever. How are you? How was your exam, by the way? And uh, we've got two games, a rare two games to talk about. Um, the Kingsham 5-2 win and the goalless draw against Gillingham, which I wasn't at. So you'll be leading that, but how are you? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you, Ross. Um, you'll be happy to hear that I did pass my exam. I Wait. It wasn't it wasn't an easy one. Then there was a few technical issues on the day, but I got through it um, and I did pass. I've got another one on Saturday. So, yeah, it's, it's coming thick and fast, fast. But, you know, I'm good. Rehab's going well. Um, but, yeah, enough enough of me. How are you doing? I am very good. Been here, there and everywhere. Um, non-stop busy, but that's what I like. I like to be busy. And um, we have a special guest this week. You got busy on your contacts, on your phone, yeah. getting a very special guest. Um, the the player of the moment on Sunday, uh, we'll be talking about that. Um, but I'll let you introduce her, The the one of the new shining lights in this football team. And uh, yeah, take away. Yeah, the new up and coming, um, which I think we've seen for a while behind the scenes, but starting to show on the pitch as well. Um, I think we should call this Lucio show. I think we—I have stolen that from Twitter, but you know we'll claim it. But yeah, Lucio Brian, how are you doing, Luce? Hello, everyone. Yeah, um, I'm great, thank you. We're um, we're stroking our ego here. I don't think yeah, you need to a little bit. Ego. Um, but no, you got to, you got to after scoring a hat trick, your first senior hat trick at 18 years of age. You're 18, aren't you, Lucy? A lot more yeah. like aged you more. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm 18. There we go. Um, but yeah, what what a day for you, Lucy, um, scoring a hat-trick in a game which we pretty much controlled and bossed. Um, what's your overall thoughts on the game itself? I know it's been now a few days since then. We've played a game as well, played the Gillingham game, but uh, it was a good day for yourself. Three decent goals. Yeah, I think it was a great day. I think it was positive for the whole squad. Um, we played with great ball speed, great quality in possession. Um and I think we were fully in control of the game for the full 90 minutes, even though they did score twice. I don't think we were at risk of losing. Um, so, yeah, that was really, really positive. And on a personal note, I was delighted to score three goals. Yeah. And um, Blue, she's a standard sort of player who doesn't celebrate, which I get annoyed about. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I sort of moaned at you when you came off the pitch and even on the coach home. I was like, you scored a hat-trick. You didn't even do, I don't know, at least one little celebration. But as you said, you're just one of those sort of players who just... Yeah, you just scored. Walk back. Happy days. That's what I'm supposed to do. Score goals, get assists, all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, can you explain why you didn't celebrate at least one of them? I don't know. I've just, I've never been a big celebrator. I think obviously if it's kind of a tighter game and maybe the last minutes, I'll probably be a bit more out there with my celebration. But I'm just, I'm not really one. I get a bit shy in front of the camera. And yeah, I'm just not one who's going to run towards the camera with my, with my arms out. Maybe one day I will. Hopefully. And um, Blue, unfortunately, wasn't with us at the game because um, you're doing your exam, of course. Um, what were you thinking, um, seeing the goals going in and just Kieran doing the tweets? What are you thinking about the result? Yeah, great result. Um, I mean, I've seen Joe sent me the stats after. I think that was ridiculous. Over 600 um, successful passes from us, which is crazy in comparison to uh, an average game. So, yeah, you could see that we absolutely dominated it. Um, and through Twitter as well. It was nice seeing uh, your gift pop up three times. I was quite happy when that happened. Um, I'm a fan of it, not a fan. Not a fan, yeah. I thought you'd say that. I thought you'd say that. 
but we were, t- were talking on the bench um, at the Gillingham game about a possible celebration. Um, but you know, it's work in progress. So we'll see. We'll see if we can, you know, hint hint at one, and eventually Lucy might come out. Yeah, maybe one day. One day. One day. And it's probably my fault that these gifts actually happened because, of course, I took the pictures for them to get. So you can just blame me, Lucy, every time I appear for the rest of this season. Um, we'll we'll definitely work on it, of course, definitely for next season. Um, but let's talk about the goals um, quickly. Uh, Page Peak with a header, which is good to see. Good old Laffy, great delivery from a corner. And Page Peak leaping like a salmon to make it 1-0. Then, um, Lucy, two of your goals came from corners. And then the third goal was... a. Uh, Great goal. Not bad, really good it? goal. Not a bad. Good goal. Um, some of who sort of, it was a one-two, weren't it? And then yeah. great finish from yourself. But let's talk quickly talk about the two goals from the corners. One of them was, you had to really like hook your ball around it. Um, was, yeah. Um, yeah, so the first goal came from a corner. And, you know, my job on corners is just to be busy, get myself in the right areas. And um, the ball kind of came to me and I, I went for it and it was a bit acrobatic actually probably the most acrobatic goal I've ever scored and as we were running back to the halfway line I said to Biggs I was like does that count as an o- overhead kick but it didn't quite um, but maybe one day I'll score an overhead kick um, yeah and then the second goal came from a cross as well and you know for a while I've been working on getting in the box more because I think as an attacking midfielder we, like we can't as a team rely on the strikers to just score the goals Um so as an attacking midfielder, I need to make sure I'm getting myself in the box and being that threat from deep. Um, and that's something I've been working on for a while now. And, you know, it was great to see it pay off when I made that run into the box and Tash was able to find me, find me with a great cross. Definitely. And um, of course, I'm sure you and Summer know each other's movements a lot because you've played in the same teams for a while. Um, but that was a great one too. And then a, a fantastic finish. And that's probably a great way to round off a hat-trick as well, your first senior hat-trick. Yeah, I was, I was happy with the third goal. I think... I was trying to switch play because it's quite congested down the one side and I saw Summer had made a good run in lots of space. Um, so I managed to play it out to her. And then, like I said, I was getting in the box, trying to get forwards. Um, and I was actually going to hit it first time because it kind of, it fell to me and I was going to try and shoot from the edge of the box, but the space didn't quite open up. So I took a touch and then beat my player and smashed it in the back of the net. Oh, great goal. And um, Blue, I just want to quickly mention Summer Who's quickly because I don't think she gets mentioned enough on the podcast, but she's sort of that consistent player down that wing um, and she gets a, getting a few assists now but um, just like Lucy she's broke through the team this year and she's just quality Yeah, very good. I think um, last night against Gillingham was the most sort of riled up I've seen her actually it was, I was like, bloody hell, Summer Hughes has had some Weetabix um, <laughs> but yeah, no, she's consistent um, and another youngster coming through which is good to see um, so I'm excited to see how she sort of progresses um, as sort of games go on. But yeah, so far she's she's been chucked in at the deep end and has dealt with it really well. Um, so yeah, I, I look forward to seeing more from her. Definitely. And um, we'll, we'll then finish off with um, the goals we conceded. And of course, Anna Gray back amongst the goals. Um, the first goal was, um, well, it was Sarah Quantrill then Laffy's face. Um, I was actually walking to my spot because I think I was just sort of got distracted as you know I do and I looked up and I went oh we've conceded a goal and I was like oh dearie me um Lucy did you see much of that when I don't know where you were in the box were you in the box then I don't know um I think it took us all by surprise to be honest um I think because of how dominant we'd been in the first half we weren't really expecting much much to change in the second half and it was maybe a lapse of concentration 
um, because it will so, so soon after the break. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's definitely something to work on in the future, just making sure that we don't lose concentration like we did, because in games where it might be a bit tighter, where we might not have so much control, those moments can be quite pivotal. So we need to make sure that we we stay switched on and um, yeah, moments like that don't happen. But like I said, lo- lots of positives to take from the game. Definitely. And um, Blue, I'm sure you were sort of shocked to see us concede two goals. We don't normally score to concede one. So um, Sarah, I'm sure, would have been disappointed to see two goals going back in the net. Uh, second goal was just one of those maybe, just it was just a crazy sort of goal. It was a sort of strange yeah. goal. Hit the crossbar and then unfortunately no one was able to pick up the loose ball and yeah. the player just whacked it in the back of the net. I think both, having watched both of the goals back a few times, they're both pretty poor goals to concede. You sort of look at it you think, Oh, really? Really? Did we concede those sort of goals? Um, but yeah, I was a bit shocked when that came through on Twitter. I thought I thought we had control, but um, these things happen. Freaks happen, um, and I'm sure. I mean, we we came back and we've had a clean sheet against Gillingham in a in an equally difficult game. In um, in terms of teams like that, you never know what they're going to pull out the bag. And it seems to be that Keensham just like to score against us because um, they scored two goals last last time. So. I don't know, maybe it's our bogey team, but we still get get the win. And I think the goals we scored, the quality of those outweighed the goals we conceded. Bogey team to concede yeah. against, but always beat them by a good amount of scoreline. Yeah, it's a strange uh, one. It's a strange one. Yeah, it is. And of course, Lucy, it was a different sort of opposition we played um, than we did at the home game because they just brought their reserves, apparently. Um, and it, it felt... We controlled the game a bit, but I felt there were more. It was more of a game for the definitely in the second half. Definitely when they got a goal back and it went four two, you thought, okay, you know, we need to up our game. And of course, Anna Gray thankfully got the fifth goal to sort of, yeah, we've done this now. And um, that's just great to see her back amongst the goals as well. Yeah, definitely. I think you know Anna obviously had her injury and then she's played a couple of games, and I think we all know in the squad how much she wanted a goal. Um, so it's great to see her back amongst the goals and. I think it was good that we were able to kind of consolidate our dominance on the game in the last minutes with that fifth goal because it wouldn't have been the best finish to kind of for them to have scored last. So yeah, I think it was great that Anna was able to get the get the goal. Definitely, and um, I just want to quickly shout out the fans who um, gave me a lift down to the game on Sunday on the on the minibus. Just that's just crazy. Just they're going to Bristol on a Sunday. Uh, of course, EK's parents were on there as well. Big shout out to them. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for them. And of course, the, there was a Southwest branch of the Itchwich Town Supporters Group there as well watching. Uh, we probably once again had more fans than their fans. So it's just, it's blue. It's, it is just mad, but oh, fantastic. Some of the photos you got of the fans actually were really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember posing speaking... for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember speaking to um, Kieran and him just the walk down to the pitch and you just saw a wall of blue flag. And you're in yeah. Keenjum, it's it's crazy. Um again, I, I think Luce correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it does give you a massive boost when you're on the pitch and you've got fans around you who care about you and care what care the journey you're on and stuff like that. It's yeah, amazing really. Yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, let's go and jump right into the Gillingham game. And then we'll go to question time with Lucy, talk about your start to life in football. Um, I wasn't there. So, Blue, Lucy, what happened? No goals, of course, but anything else? 
Yeah, so difficult game. Frustrating, I'd probably describe it as. Um, but yeah, it was it was a real fight, actually. Um, Gillingham, to be fair to them, they put a lot of effort in and they worked hard. I think we did too, but it was just one of those games where it was incredibly frustrating. Um, and some of the passages we played within midfield was, I thought, some of the best of the season. But that final, final third, being clinical, like we said before, just wasn't there. Um, so, yeah, I, I know Lucy came on from the bench. What were your thoughts going into a game like that? You can see it's scrappy. You can see it's there's tackles going in. You're coming on from the bench. What are, you, what are your thoughts at that point? Um, I think the main thing is you want to be able to change the game. Um, coming off the bench, when it's nil-nil, you obviously know that the game's there to be won um, and you want to be the player to make a difference. So I think, you know, you, you want to come on and play well and um, create lots of chances and hopefully be the player to change the game. And, you know, it was a scrappy game. It was quite intense. There was a lot of challenges flying in, maybe some questionable decisions from the ref. But um, I think you just have to be able to go onto the pitch and control what you can control and put in a good performance. And I think if I was thinking that if I went on and played to the best of how I knew I could, then the rest would happen happen for itself. Um, so, yeah, I was focusing on myself, focusing on the team, putting in a good performance and hopefully being able to change the game. And Blue, sure. I wanna, yeah. I'm sorry, you, go, you take it away. I was about to just ask, how cold was it? Did you have two water bottles on the bench? Me? I, yeah. I actually forgot my hot water bottle again. Oh, my but, God. But as I went into the changing room, Laf was like, oh, can you give this to Peskit? I was like, yeah, yeah, I can give her <laughs> hot water bottle. And I just couldn't find Peskit, so I had to sit there with this hot, hot water bottle. So, yeah, it was a real... It was hard, but, you know, I got through it um, and then I eventually get, did give it to Peskit. It was cold at that point. Um, but, yeah, just going back to the game, Luce, you, you said about the challenges and it was, there was a few big challenges. Um, I remember when you came on, you must have got fouled at least three or four times and that was within 20, 25 minutes. How do you deal with that as a player who seems to get that quite a lot just because of the type of player you are? You run run three people like knife through butter how do you deal with that um I think it's just all part of the game isn't it and you know if I'm a player who likes to dribble then it's natural that I'm going to get kicked a few times and I'm going to get bruises up and down my shins but you know I quite like it in a way because it shows that I've managed to beat the player and they've had to take me down to stop me so yeah it's it's frustrating at times and you know, hopefully the ref can do a good job and make sure that nobody gets properly injured. But um, I do see it as a positive as well. Yeah, I've um, I've watched the highlights back and there's a few really good chances. Tash had a really good chance. Even Maddie Biggs had a really good chance in the first half. I think it was the first half. Yeah, I think it was the first first second of the video. So it's definitely the first half. Um, when you were watching it on the bench, Blue, did you just think, oh, why didn't you finish that? I think that's, we just didn't. Get that killer goal, did we? We just, I think, that's, I think if we went and got that killer goal first of all, I think we would have gone on scored. I think that's yeah. what that's our momentum is. We get the first goal and then we score again, score again. Yeah. Like we just, Julian, we're just solid. They were, they were resilient. Um, yeah, I think first half you're more relaxed because you, you think there's, there's more time in the game and you back us to score. Um, but as so we went into half time nil nil, I was getting a little bit nervous. And then after 60 minute mark, I'm standing there like, Okay, <laughs> we need a goal. Um, but you've got to manage that. And I think the players did 
do that to an extent. We played some really good football up until I'd say about the 80th minute and then it all goes a bit frantic because you've got them time managing the game, you've got ref making decisions and it's it all becomes a little bit more frantic then. But up until the very last sort of moments of the game, we did play some good football, but the chances just didn't, they just didn't happen. It was one of those where you're like, if you break it down and look at the passes and the passages of play that we played, great, but it just did not lead to anything, which was the, the reason we drew the game. Um, but a clean sheet, so we have to take a positive from that, um, whereas Keenshin wasn't. So, yeah, it's got to be positives, but overall I came away from it slightly frustrated and disappointed, sadly. Yeah. I'm going to take my blue tinted glasses off right now and say that was a penalty. Um, I'm being very unbiased here. Um, Summer Hughes... What was her reaction? What like? I'm sure, once again, you said she was frustrated and maybe a bit more angry than normally. And um, yeah, it is a penalty, but it's one of those things. It happens in games sometimes. We don't get decisions, but the player took her out. Yeah, there was there was a few there was a few decisions like that, um, mm. which you sort of question. And after watching back, you'd probably. Yeah, yeah, it's hard because you 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 are wearing blue tinted glasses, but there were a few decisions where I was just like, how how has that happened? But it was one of those nights. It was one of those nights, um, and sometimes you need to get over that and be clinical. That that's, we didn't score, so we won't win. Um, so yeah, that, that didn't help. It didn't add to the frustration. But um, yeah, we have to move on, and we've got a big game in the FA Cup, so a nice break from the league um, to have a have a shot at Newcastle. Definitely. Well, we'll get into that in a second, but we'll go into Lucy O'Brien, the player, the person and all that sort of stuff. Um, Lucy, let's talk about your start to life then in football. Have you always wanted to play football when you were a kid? Who sort of got you into it, first of all? And yeah. Um, Yeah, so I've got an older brother um, and my dad's obviously, my dad's into football as well. So it was very much when I was younger and my brother would always want to play with me in the garden and I'd be dragged out and put in goal um, while he fired shots at me. Um, and then I'd moan to my dad saying that my brother never let me have a shot. Um, and then it would always be, I'd get dragged to my brother's football matches and I'd kind of stand on the sideline and I'd take a football with me and just kind of knock it around. And then I think I started joining in with some of my brother's training because I'd always be there watching and the coaches just said, do you want to join in for a bit? Um, so yeah, I've always played football kind of, um, not properly since I was very young and then I think I joined my first team when I was seven or eight um, I joined a boys team and I just trained with them at first because um, I don't think I was allowed to play or something um, and then I joined a girls team but there wasn't a girls team for my age uh, at my local club so I had to play a year up um, yeah and then from there I just gradually worked my way up and um, and Blue like yourself and me, you were hearing and getting loads of rave reviews about Lucy in training with the under 21. And when she then probably trained with you guys for the first time, you probably went, wow, okay, we've got a player here. Once again, stroking your ego, Lucy. But um, <laughs> what was your first thoughts on Lucy when she trained for the first time and just seeing clips of her? Well, I, I kind of knew about Lucy before that. Um, we used to, we used to, yeah, we used to do regional camps and um, obviously Lucy was in it younger age group um but I sort of I knew I'd know her face um so yeah I was interested to see her play um I can't remember the very first session but you just you're just good good at running with the ball dribbling the ball it's just effortless I wish I had that um but yeah great player and 
showing it, showing it in the games now. I mean, a hat trick. I don't think I've ever scored a hat trick in my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I, again, like with summer, I'm excited by all these younger players coming through from the academy. Um, you get to do a bit of both where you're playing for the academy and you're playing for the first team and you get that experience, which I think is really good. I found it really good. Um, and it's great for development and hopefully you all become superstars. Definitely. And um, I want to quickly now, you both got something in common um, and it's the goal of the season, the battle oh. of the goal of the season. Luce O'Brien, <laughs> you first got it in the Hounslow game. Absolute great run, great finish. And then Blue decided to do... Well, I wouldn't say she topped it. It sort of equaled it. But then, I don't know, it's sort of... What do you it's reckon then, Lucy? The it was better? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've, I've got to say mine's better, right? That's, that's <laughs> the <whole> thing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think they're quite different goals. Mine's probably um, more speed and beating players with speed and Blues is more kind of weaving in and out, a bit of strength here and there, and then a, a probably a better finish from longer distance. But I don't know. I think it's up for debate. I think... I think um, blue Sorry, Lou, carry on. I think the thing is, um, after that goal, I was like, yeah, that, that's the goal of the season. But then I remembered, Lucy's still got the whole season to play. I'm not I'm not going to have another shot at this. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one player I'm worried about is you, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> so we could have this debate, but you could go out against Newcastle and score an absolute worldie. It's one of those where you do just score worldies. So I am still a little bit worried every time I go to Felixstowe or wherever we are. I'm like, oh, Lucy O'Brien's on. Oh my god, here we go. <laughs> and um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to bring it up again, Lucy, but I, I think Blue tops it just a tiny bit because of our celebration knee slide. Oh, um, there we go, Lucy. Yeah, fair I'll enough. Still, I'll, I'll give you that one. I think you just walked back because, of course, that was your first ever senior goal as well for the club. I yeah. think. Yes. Yeah. Properly. Um. So I'm sure you're just like, oh, I've just scored. Yay. Yeah. And, and you know, you, don't, you probably didn't even think of it, did you? No. And I think also kind of the score as well. I think our game, yeah. we, were, we were already 5 0 up or something. And obviously, Blue's goal was the winner. So, mm. yeah, yeah, maybe Blue, you might have just edged it. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> fine. It's fine. Um, those goals would be, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And those goals will be remembered for the for the rest of the season. I'm sure there'll be hopefully other belters will go. Um, I want to quickly just talk to you, Lucy, about playing for England. Um, I'm sure that is a great honour so early in your career. Um, yeah. What has those sort of camps been like and those games been like? Of course, you played alongside you know Zoe Barrett for one of the games. Um, hopefully, I'm not missing anybody else. Did Summer play in that team as well? Am I... um, yeah, but I don't think I was on the pitch at the same time as Summer. Okay. But what was that all like? Was that I'm sure that was a great occasion for for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think the experiences that I've had kind of playing for England have, I think they've been they've been amazing to be honest, and they've only helped my football. Um, they've only helped my football, and you know, I obviously I joined, I started going to England camps when I was quite young, um, and regional camps, and I've kind of had that throughout my whole career, um, and. You know, I'm I'm just I, it's, it's a privilege to be able to learn from great coaches and share the pitch with so many players from across the country who are so talented. And I, I really feel like it's helped my progress, my development, um, and it's made me a much better player. And, you know, it's such a proud moment to play for my country and to be able to do that with one of my best friends, Zoe, who I've known since year seven at school. And then also with Summer, who's obviously such a great teammate. Um, yeah, such proud moments. Definitely. And Blue, you've, you've done the same. And I'm sure it is a great honour for yourself to do that as well. I think I may have stole your thunder there. I think I saw you use your pen to maybe get out a note. 
No, it's just doing, just doodling. Oh, 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 okay. Um, but it is a big thing for any player to play for their country, even at you know under 16, 17, 18 level, it's still, you're playing for your country. I'm yeah. Sorry to embarrass you, Lucy, you've got your shirts behind you. Um, yeah. But that is, for anybody, if I had that, yeah, that would be plus on my wall, because that is what I did. So it is a great achievement, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the top of the best of the best, really. Um, it's what you, I, I guess you don't you don't aim for it, but when it comes, you're, you're very happy about it. Um, well, that's how I sort of felt about it anyway. Um, you sort of work away behind the scenes and if you get the call up, you get the call up. Um, but it, it comes with a lot of hard work. I'm sure you found that, Lucy. But yeah. got a question about about England versus club. Um, obviously, club games come more often and international fixtures are a big deal. Does your preparation in terms of the game change much at all? Are you mentally more nervous for an England game? Do you change much? Are you more worried about certain things how 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 is that different from Ipswich compared to England um I'd say in terms of my preparation nothing really changes I try and treat every game as the same importance um and I prepare the same way because I think it's good to have routines and the yeah. same processes to go through to keep the norm so that you're not feeling unprepared or not ready for a game um I think probably for England I have been more nervous in the past because you know, it's such a big deal playing for your country and you want to do well because obviously England's selection is camp by camp. Yeah. Um, so you feel like you're constantly being judged. So you do want to perform because, you know, your future England career could be riding on it. Um, and I think at club as well, there is obviously you want to play well because you want to keep your place in the squad or you want to, you know, challenge players to, to, to take their place. But yeah, I think I it, it depends on the, the type of game as well so you look at some games this season and my nerves and kind of excitement for the game has probably been just as high as I have been for England games so yeah I think it very much depends on the game but I do try and prepare prepare in the same manner so that you know I feel as as prepared as I can be. Definitely and I think we need to start soon doing the role of honour of all the players who's you know the last couple of years we've had so many players who've had one caps for England or been on camps it's it's just a great achievement for the football club and yeah many more to come and hopefully you never know one of these days one senior. of these players are going to be a senior call up seeing yeah. them go out on, at Wembley or whatever stadium it is playing for the Lionesses that is um, great to see and I'm sure Lucy you've you know, been able to sort of, you know, grow up seeing the Lionesses do amazing things. Um, is that sort of giving you hope that women's football is going to keep growing, keep growing? Yeah, I think so. I think the progress women's football has made in the last few years alone has been so significant to see. And I think it's only going to keep growing. I mean, I think Joe Joe messaged a couple of us the other day and told us that the Women's Champions League semi-final had sold out the new Camp. Um, which is an incredible achievement. And I know that's Spain, but I think soon we'll start to see that in England as well. And I think the progress women's football is making is is just amazing to see. And it's something really exciting to be a part of. Definitely. And um, Blue, I'll sort of let you finish off this question time with Uso Brian with a, a final question. Do you have one? Yes, I do. Um, so talking about the Super League and how it's expanding, expanding, expanding. Who's your favourite player to watch in the Super League at the minute? Ooh. I tell you what, I don't know. I, I really there can, few, there can be a few, but I'd like reasons as well. Okay, you put me right on the spot here. Yeah. Um, I think Kim Little's a great player. 
yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah, she's just she runs the show for Arsenal when she plays. Um, and I think yeah, she's a great player to watch. I think you know the likes of Lauren Hemp running at players, crossing the ball with both feet. I didn't even realise she was left footed until a while ago. Um, and I think that's quite that says something. So. Yeah, just off the top of my head, those two. But I think there's such great talent in the Super League at the moment. Um, yeah, I could have said more than two. I'm going to pass that question over to you then, Blue. Who who are the sort of standout players you know for you what? at the moment? Kim Little would be top for me as well. So yeah. oh, just, I just think Kim Little, the way she protects the ball is just ridiculous. Um, I think she's one of the best best players in the Super League. Um I would have say, said Caroline Weir a few months ago, but she hasn't been playing much for City. Um, Lauren Hemp, like you said. Um, I think there's actually a picture of me, Lauren Hemp. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so we're holding up our England shirts. I'm holding up my debut shirt. Lauren Hemp's holding up uh, an England shirt. And Lucy and the... I'm not sure what age group. What age group were you, Lucy? I was under 13. So it was me, Izzy Bryant. I think Liz is there as well. Yeah, so they were all they're all kneeling with us taking this photo. Oh, oh so funny. You showed you me are, that you are inspirations. <laughs> oh, this is this go. is oh, got goosebumps oh. right now just hearing I this. Know. I, I know. What, it's, like, it's like when we had Tash on the other week, or last week, you know, yeah. players are now even Lucy, you're signing autographs for probably these twelve year olds or whatever they are, and they're looking up to you because they're wanting to be the next Lucy O'Brien, the new yeah, Blue, next crazy. Blue Wilson. So it is crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, and hopefully we'll, yeah, it'll hopefully expand. It yeah. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Um, like, my my player I like is Fran Kirby. I think she's just yeah. she's got so much pace, which is great, and she can finish. She scores a lot of goals. I think yeah. one day she'll, because I think she'll probably maybe, of course, Videmar at the moment is the all-time scorer in the WSL, I think. But um, I think yeah. Frank Kirby will hopefully continue scoring the goals for Chelsea. Um, but enough about that. Enough about that. Let's get into the Town women's team. Um, and it's the FA Cup weekend. Newcastle trip. A long way to go. Uh, but we've, we're used to that now. We've been the Plymouth and back. <laughs> uh, that was a long journey. Um, but Lucy, I want to sort of just quickly talk about, like, stopovers and staying in hotels and stuff like that um i'm sure it's been a sort of new experience for you as to your town team i'm sure you've had to go in hotels stuff in camps for england but yeah. does that help you a lot this is a question we always ask blue to all the players but it's always just good to ask everybody does that help you sort of just chill a little bit and get ready for the game at least you're waking up definitely when you're going to newcastle waking up we're here we don't need to worry about a five hour six hour coach journey up yeah i think it's great i think it gives us um, time to prepare properly um, and it means we're not rushing in the morning. It means we can sleep properly and have good preparations. And I also think it gives us bonding time as a team, which is really important. And I think, you know, I've, I've been on three overnight trips this season now and I feel each time I come back from them and the squad feels a bit more, a bit closer together um, socially. And I think that helps us on the pitch. Um, yeah, so I think it's really, really good that we get to stay over. Definitely. And um, Blue, new team. They're top of their league in the fourth tier. It's going to be um, a decent stadium. Um, it holds, I think, 10,000, just over 10,000. It's used for rugby, so hopefully the pitch is fine. Um, Blue, unfortunately, not going to be with us. But um, how are you feeling going into this one? Hopefully, we can match our club record, club record of the fifth round. Yeah, I hope we do. I think it's going to be tough, though. Um, looking back on their last few games... 
Um, they've won their last seven uh, in the league. And then they've also, you know, obviously won the games to get to this round of the FA Cup. So they have, they haven't lost in a long time. The last game they lost was on the 26th of September. So it's it's been a long time since they last lost. Um, and I hadn't realised that until today. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. It looks like they're in, in some form. Uh, we're, we're coming off a, a draw against Gilliam. So, you know, you'd, I'd still back us. I still back us all the time. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game. Tough game, but looks like an OK stadium. Nice trip to Newcastle. Can't complain. Can't complain at all. And, and Lucy, it's probably it's a rare occasion that we've had three games in space of a week. Um, how are you as a player feeling ready for that? Because I know you just had a midweek game. We don't have many midweek games. And now you're straight away back on a Sunday and you're going to be having to travel off on Saturday. So it's going to be a busy week. How's training been ahead of this game? Yeah, I think it's a three-game week is always different. Um, for me personally, I think it was my first evening game that I've ever played in. Um, so that was an experience, but I enjoyed it. Um, and I think having two away games such far distance away that we've had to stay over for both of them. Obviously, that's added um, an element to it that we might not have had to face if they had been a bit closer. Um, but I think, you know, the the physios and the, the SNC coaches we have, they've they've emphasised the recovery aspect to us and we've all, we all know the importance of it. Um, and Monday after we got back from Keensham, you know, it was all about recovering, getting our recovery scores in. Likewise today, making sure that we give ourselves the best chance to be fresh and ready to go again on Sunday. Definitely. And um, Blue, prediction time. Oh. Sadly, is not going to be with us, um, but um, you'll be at home checking up the updates as always. Yeah, of course. What are you hoping to see? This is a really tough one because it's a really tough one, actually. I, I mean, I would have gone, I think I would have, gone for a big win if I hadn't have seen their past results. Um, 2-0 Ipswich. 2-0 Ipswich. 2-0. I'm actually, I'm, actually I'm, I'm going to go a Lucy O'Brien goal as well. I'll take it. I think it's going to happen. I'm not sure who else, but I think you're going to score. So that, I, you know, it has to happen now. Uh, my prediction <laughs> always happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I don't know what our, we didn't really actually look ahead to the Gilliam game. I don't know no. how we would have predicted that. I think we would have probably weren't predicting a goalless draw. No, I think we would have maybe predicted a tight game because yeah. you know when we, you know, we beat them three 0 early in the season and we pretty much dominated them. But this game, yeah. Um, but Lucy, um, are you looking forward though to the trip going up to Newcastle? Have you ever been to Newcastle before? Nope, I've never been to Newcastle. I think the furthest north I've ever been is York, so going right up towards Scotland. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. We love away trips. Um, it's going to be a great experience and it should be a good game. So yeah, looking forward to it. And you're going to be playing in a stadium, which is good to see. You know, hopefully there'll be Newcastle, hopefully they'll bring their fans. Our fans will be crazy as well, going up all that way. I think what they're going to be doing is, because the men are playing on the Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday, so it's sort of like, yeah, let's go and continue the trip up to up to Newcastle. So we'll be backed once again. Um, I want to quickly just mention, um, we normally do away day food um, on the podcast and Kingsham, they're getting a zero out of zero, yeah. out of 10, because they, they didn't really offer anything. I think there was in the clubhouse, I don't know if you went in the clubhouse, Lewis, I think there were some pizzas in like a silver tray and I was just like, 
yeah, we're not touching that. So it was a service stop, weren't it? And um, I was I was a bit of a pig, to be fair. I had a chow, which is a Chinese outlet, and I also had a Burger King because I was that hungry. Um, but you had yeah. a long weekend, Ross. You deserve it. You had a long weekend. A lot of miles travelled. A lot of miles were travelled. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to this. So it should be a very good day in the FA Cup. Um, the FA Cup. It's um, there's some big ties, of course. Bridgewater have got Man United. I think Forest have got. Someone help me out. Does anybody know? Must have got. Oh, I do know Ar- this. Is it Arsenal or is it Tottenham? It's somebody. Yeah, it's someone big. It's someone big like that. But I have seen that Bridgewater have sold their tickets out. Ooh. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So that that'll be a great atmosphere. I'm slightly jealous of that. Um, but hopefully we get through this one and we can have a a big team and pack out Felix though. That is the goal. Like, who would you like to have, Lucy, if we got through? And who would you want to see us draw against? Um, I think we've all mentioned Man City at home. Reverse yeah. picture of the one a couple of years ago and obviously seeing the likes of all those big names coming to Felixstowe. I think that'd be incredible. Oh, let's let's see. Um, we've got to be in the hat first. We've got to be yeah, in the hat we have, first. We have. But it's be a tough I'm, game. Sure, I'm sure Blue will have to make sure we, um, before we record a podcast, we'll um, watch the draw again and see who we get if we're in the hat. Um, Blue, any other business before we wrap up? Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've got one more question for you, actually, Lucy. You said um, the Gillingham game, going back to that game, sadly, but it was a night game, your first ever night game. How yeah. does that compare? Because for me, I was sitting there thinking, I wish I was playing this because I love night games, absolutely love them. Norwich, just memories of Norwich coming to Felixstowe and that being a very, very good game. How does it compare to a sort of daytime kickoff in the academy or a Sunday kickoff in... For the first team, what, what's, what's your sort of preference? Um, I think I enjoyed it. I think the thing I didn't like was kind of waiting around all day for it. Yeah. Because um, I, I had school in the morning, but then I finished at lunchtime. And then, you know, I was just sitting at home watching the clock go by, waiting to, waiting for when I was going to get picked up. So, yeah, I think that was the only downside was kind of waiting. And then the nerves start to build and you start to maybe overthink, which I don't like doing too much. Um but, yeah, I think once I got there, once, you know, you're with the squad, once the atmosphere is starting to build, the fans are coming in and you're warming up, it's it's just like any other game. And although the floodlights are on, it just feels like a Sunday afternoon. So when I was playing, I probably didn't even realise that it was so late. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to answer that as well, Blue. I'd prefer afternoon, one o'clock, two o'clock, because mm-hmm. a lot, it's still light Nothing. and the pitches, it's fine. Yeah. Because non-league grounds, that. non-league grounds, their lighting is terrible. And that isn't the reason why I wasn't there on Wednesday night, by the way. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I hate bad floodlights. Um, so daytime, cloudy, boom, happy days. And of course, it, I'm sure it was very cold on Wednesday night. We already said that. Um, what was the pitch like, Lucy, on, on foot? Um, yeah, it was actually quite good, to be honest, because... We obviously know the weather's not been great recently and it's had a it's had a lot of games played on it. But um yeah, I think it was better than we were all expecting and you know it's it's Felix Stowe, so it's never gonna be the pristine condition, but um yeah, it was it was decent. And um Blue, I've got Blue's prediction, but let's get your prediction. Uh what are you yeah. thinking for this Sunday? Um Blue's backing you to score. Are you backing yourself to score as well? I I, I hope so. Um yeah. I don't like doing predictions, but I will. I was actually gonna say two 0 but um, I won't because that's what Blue said. So I'll say 3-0. 3-0. What about you, Ross? Hmm. 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 
Now, does this go to extra time penalties? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, my um, heart can't do it. My heart can't do it. Please, no. please, Lucy, please. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I don't think so. I think Newcastle will give, there'll be a challenge. And it's great to play new teams. Definitely not a team like Newcastle. It's a big name. Um, yeah. Hopefully, one day they'll be, you know, backed by their new owners and they will be one of the, the big names in women's football. And it's sure. they are a massive club. Um, but playing in a stadium, it's town in town. I think we are definitely, of course, going to get the win. And I'm going to go for, uh, I'm going to go with four goals. And I think we will concede. I think just Newcastle, their fans will be be on top of them, wanting to at least get a goal. And I think they'll just find a scrappy goal somewhere. So 4-1, through to the next round, the fifth round, matching our club record. And yeah, let's get Man City at Felix, though. Come on. Come on, let's have it. Have it. Um, well, Lucy, thank you very much for joining us. I shall let Blue outro the show as always it's been another great listen and uh on our way to newcastle safe journey to everyone going up there and hello to joe kieran all that other whoever listens to the pod i know they are <laughs> hope you're doing okay sarah i'm sure sarah listens as well hi sarah yeah. hope you're right um thank you all for listening lucy you've been a great great guest actually very well spoken um so yeah safe trip to newcastle we hope it's a great game um and we'll catch Catch you next week with the draw when we're in it, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Thanks for listening. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.